Hello, welcome to Jays from Home. Uh, Steve is away uh, this week, so joining me, Matt Gower, is uh, my other brother, Glenn. Hi, Matt. Oh, your connection is actually a lot better now. You're 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 like a thousand percent clearer. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear because it's always good to have clear audio for a podcast, isn't it? Yes, it's it's, uh, it's that's the medium, as they say. Uh, yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me back. I was, uh, I, I know I had a couple of uh, errors scored in the last podcast that I co-hosted, so I'm, I'm glad you've uh, you've invited me back for a second go at it. This is great. Yeah, well, maybe we'll consider last podcast your spring training, and now it's uh, today's your 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 uh, introduction into the regular season. So uh, everything counts now. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And I yeah. did do some prep today, as you know. I uh, I don't follow the Jays super closely, but uh, you sent me some notes uh, yesterday, and uh, I did take some time to do some prep today. So uh, I've done some training in preparation for today's podcast. Well, yeah, and and baseball um, as it as it is played uh, in the in the new millennium in the past forty years, I would say, or not even forty years, twenty thirty years, uh, is there's a lot more. It's a lot more training uh, focused. Uh, it used to be where players would just uh, would just take the off season and 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 not work out, but uh, now they 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 spend their off season tra- season training. So I'm glad that you're taking the same approach. That's right. That's right. And I, I assume you uh, throughout the week are doing daily uh, prep for this show. This is the this is the high point of your week, the apex. And I'm sure every day you are making notes and uh, practicing and getting set for the podcast. So with your uh, to, to make sure your listeners get a high quality podcast week after week after week. That's right. Uh, uh, my, my aim is to please. Uh, and again, as, as, as baseball is, is data oriented, so am I. I'm always adding into the notes. So um, so let's go through. Um, this week's results. Actually, maybe before I do that, I'll just mention that Steve is away. He's uh, on Manitoulin Island, so uh, um, he will t- be taking this week off. So uh, uh, this has been a, a pretty good week for the Jays. Um, Monday, a pretty good week. Like the, the, you're, you're underselling it. I mean, I suppose. I suppose. Uh, <laughs> a pretty good week. I mean, I think is it eight and two since they've been back at home and. Uh, I mean, this is this has got to be one of the uh, the best st- winning streaks they've had, certainly this season, and and even in a few years. Like they are they are playing some good baseball right now. You're right. You know, um, I saw a tweet this morning that says since like I think June 19th, they are the best team um, in the American League. Uh, they've, they've been playing around like 625 winning percentage baseball. Uh, something around that number since since then. So they've been playing really well, and and that's like going before the trade line, before they added all the the uh, the, the pitching help. So so the offense still has been carrying the load quite a bit. Um, and as we'll see later in this week uh, against the Red Sox, uh, they didn't show up all all the time. So so and and that's where the where that extra help from the pitching that they acquired on, on the trade trade deadlines uh, I think really helped out. Um, yeah. So what were the highlights for you over the past week? Well, the, the, I'll just go through the scores. On Monday, uh, it was a 10-inning game. Um, they beat uh, Cleveland 5-2. Uh, to two. Um, 
so that was you know a, a good good win. Oh no, sorry, Cleveland beat them five to two. Sorry, that was their their first loss since returning home. Um, Tuesday they came back and won seven to two against Cleveland. Wednesday beat Cleveland eight to six. It was not close until uh, Cleveland made it close uh, in the end. But uh, I think I like yeah like they 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 got off to a, a huge start and I turned that game off pretty early. Um, Thursday we saw a, a nice uh, pitching effort here. Uh, Jays won three to nothing. Um, and then Friday the bats came out finally um, against the Red Sox. They beat them twelve to four. And I think that even in, in the end of the near the end of the game I, again I. I when 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 the games get that lopsided, I, it it's kind of makes it less interesting to watch. So I turned that one off. Uh, pretty uh, the, uh, about two thirds into the game, um, they, uh, I guess a position player was was pitching as well uh, into the end of the game. So I'm, so so that kind of rewards me for not uh, watching near the end because you don't want to see position players pitching. It's just not fun baseball. Um, and then Saturday we saw we had a double header. So this was yes. a, a game one was pretty exciting because I was listening to this one on the radio. Um, side note: the radio broadcast is back for the Blue Jays. They have been uh, previously before uh, the return home simulcasting the TV feed, but now they have the dedicated radio broadcast, and it's nice. Uh, it's it's nice to be able to listen to the games. Um, I, I used to have to pick the opposing team's radio broadcast to kind of get a good picture of what was happening. So um, that's actually that that is actually super interesting because I remember when they started doing that, uh, there was quite a bit of criticism and quite a few unhappy fans uh, because you know I know from from I mean I have a, a background way back in broadcasting. TV and radio are very very different mediums. So I didn't realize they had uh, they had gone back to uh, to separate broadcasts. What did they have a reason for that, or did they? Well, have I think any, because just uh, the, the broadcaster uh, Ben Wagner. Um, he lived on the American side and he wasn't able to cross the border into games. I guess I I, I honestly don't know exactly what the reasoning was because I I kind of feel like. Um, it shouldn't have been money because I feel like um, with with sports broadcast you can basically sponsor everything. Um, mm. it, you know, like it pays for itself. So I'm not really sure what the exact reasons were. Bottom line is it, it's it's nice to be back. It's 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 a different rhythm though than the TV broadcasts because you really have to be um, a good storyteller to be uh, a good yes. baseball play by play announcer because you know like you have to be be able to to jump between. You know, saying, "Oh, like you know, here comes the pitch. Oh, it's a fastball inside." And you know, ju- between that uh, pivot to to you know, telling a story about the player at bat, and uh, it's 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 just a nice kind of uh, change of pace to to listen to the to the that radio feed um, and get and get the storytelling. And and you know, like Vince Scully. Was yeah, the, with television, was, obviously. I was going to say, with television, obviously, there's a lot more space. You don't have to describe every single movement no. and every single play on the field because you can see that visually. So, we, yeah, with, with radio, the, the television broadcast doesn't really paint the same picture in a, in a sonic way that, uh, that a good radio broadcaster would. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have you have your eyes to, to to make up the difference. But yeah, in radio, you know, you don't want to have too much dead air going on there for sure. And I was going to say, like Vin Vin Scully, he he ended up like doing TV games, but he did he did a TV games in a radio style. But he was the 
I don't know if you've ever listened or watched a Vin Scully broadcast, but he was the he was he was the best kind of radio uh, style announcer, and he obviously switched over to TV. But uh, mm-hmm. I, it's it's mm-hmm. a nice it's a nice um, like I said nice nice to hear the 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 different kind of perspective of the game. Um, so game one, I was listening to the radio. Uh, the Jays. One in the this was a doubleheader, so they only played seven innings uh, each game. Uh, Jays won one to nothing on a Marcus Semyon walk off home run in the in the bottom of the seventh. So that was pretty exciting to listen to on the radio. Um, game two was uh, another close game. They lost to the Red Sox uh, two to one in eight innings. Uh, and I have a little note here. Um, do you know about the uh, zombie runner uh, rule in extra innings? I do not know. You'll have to explain that to me. Um, this is something that they've adopted. Um, I guess it was sort of a, a COVID thing. I'm not. I'm not sure if it was exactly related to COVID, but I think it it was. They uh, starting on the extra innings, they put a runner on second base. Um, okay. Okay. So people call that the zombie runner. I don't think he, they have an actual official name to it, uh, but that's that's what they call it. Um, and I feel like with a runner on base. Um, uh, and and the zombie runner doesn't count as, as an earned run if the relief pitcher or the pitcher who's in gives up the run, but it, it puts added stress on relievers. And somehow I think that those stats should be weighted accordingly because like, mm. um, in, in in when this, there's more stress on a pitcher, they're gonna they're gonna throw differently. They're gonna it's it's harder on their on their kind of uh, body and and and, and performance. Um, and I feel like because we've added an extra kind of uh, glitch in the matrix with the with the runner on second, I feel like like there should be some sort of like note added that this relief pitcher was, you know, like started with the runner on second. I don't know. Maybe like yeah. extra innings yeah. appearances should be weighted differently. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, uh, do you have your your home runs, walks, strikes from uh, from the week that was that you I want do. to go over? I do. But first, I'm just going to uh, because we're rec- recording this on Sunday um, morning. The the game on on Monday uh, Sunday afternoon hasn't happened yet. But as that's of right. as of Sunday morning, the record is 59 and 50. Um, and uh, in the playoffs, they, they are seven games back in the East. The Blue Jays are, and three games back from the wild card spot, from the from the second wild card spot. So I just wanted to to mention that because now it is time to start to pay attention to these kind of things. Absolutely, absolutely. This is going to be a, an exciting uh, month of August into, into September, given how how close they are to that wild card spot. It's yes, time to watch baseball now. Since you are the guest host, do you want to start with your uh, home run walk or strikeout? Well, I, I thought you might want to go ahead with the, uh, which is for the Jays, uh, rather than for our uh, our at home, our our personal uh, our personal yeah, yeah. Uh, plays yeah. here for the week. So my my um, home run for the week um, is Santiago Espinal, their third baseman, his bare hand. He's had a couple of really nice uh, bare handed catches, uh, and he I think in the home opener on the 30th, he had a really nice one as well. So his, he's been playing really well defensively. So he's my home run for the for the week for the Jays. And there are lots okay. of reasons to be positive for the Jays, but I, I decided to to give Santiago Espinal kind of a uh, the highlight because uh, a lot of other players uh, this season have, and, and, and he's, he's been, been really great for the Blue Jays. Yeah, you probably had a lot to pick from this week in terms of the the home runs. Yes, after the week, yeah, yeah. And your uh, uh, your walk for the week? Um, my walk. Um, I forget which game it was. I think it was Friday's game. Yeah, um, a, a Boston Red Sox pitcher um, threw inside and hit a Blue Jays player, and 
it was after you know they they had a big inning. They were they they had scored a lot of runs, and and so like it looked like it possibly could be intentional. Mm-hmm. And what happens in these these cases is the um, umpires they issue bench warnings for uh, each uh, team uh, after being hit by a pitch. So the next player who throw who hits a batter will get ejected along with their manager. And it just seems kind of um, not fair that uh, because the Red Sox kind of started the the the, the issue uh, that the Jays should be kind of warned as well. I feel like they should issue these warnings separately as opposed to to both teams. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, and strikeout. Uh, my strikeout um, is uh, next week. They're playing on the West Coast, so I won't be able to watch uh, watch those games because they are on past ten o'clock. Well, so so let me ask you. I mean, the, the Jays have been playing very very well, eight eight and two at home, yep. I believe, and and then they have the game this afternoon. Um, how much of that is a result of being back in Toronto, playing literally at home, and and you think that streak can continue as uh, as they head out west this week? Um, I think it has a lot to do because they're, they're really happy to be home. Like you I don't know if you saw, there was some footage, um, when they returned, uh, the first, they, they had played an away game on the Thursday night, uh, the 29th of July. And then they came, they were back, uh, into, uh, Rogers center at like 4am and everybody like was, was, was happy and like was checking out their, the, the, the surroundings and even like the, the manager, um, uh, uh, he he has like these bongos set up in in his office that he likes to play. So he was like playing his bongos, uh, you know, testing those out, making sure they were still good. So everybody was happy to be home. And I, I forget, who, I think maybe it was Springer who said like normally on a on a plane trip like that, um, all the players uh, sleep, but everybody was awake uh, the whole plane trip. So there, so I think the excitement to get home. And the excitement of having a home crowd where everybody, yes. like 100% of the of the crowd, is in support of the Blue Jays, yes. um, is a is is a big um, is a big um, kind of boost for the Jays. Because um, normally, like especially against teams like the Red Sox, for instance, uh, you have a lot of of people traveling to the game to support the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and what are you looking forward to? In terms of the teams over the next uh, over the next week, uh, what what are, what are the games? Will you be staying up for any of the games? And if so, which ones and why? I I, I doubt it. Let me just take a look at the t- actually times of the schedule here. Let me just bring up my 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 schedule. So okay, all right. So you know what? Um, Tuesday is a doubleheader, so they're playing the Angels at six. So I I six p.m. So I will, I will watch game one of 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 that. So that's that's definitely doable. Seven innings, six p.m. Yeah. Now getting later into the week here um so they're playing the angels and the mariners first of all angels they're not a great team mariners are in the wild card hunt but i don't think that realistically they expect to to get there but um against the angels during like wednesday thursday the start time is 9 30 so it's not realistic for me to kind of i, I i've been kind of falling asleep around 11 so <laughs> i i prefer to watch a game all the way through so i probably yeah. won't see those games and yeah. then again Friday, Saturday, 10 o'clock start time against Seattle. Um, Sunday is a 4 o'clock start time next week. Um, so I'll probably listen to the game. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. bad, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's – it's, I'll, I'll be watching maybe some other baseball teams play. Um, so, yeah, but uh, I don't think that uh, – on, on these West Coast trips, I don't, I don't catch a lot of Blue Jays baseball. 
Now, um, you were talking about uh, just the standings right now and the, the race for the wild card spot and, and maybe even a better finish for the Jays, depending how things go. But you're know, looking at, at where teams are at in the standings. Um, who for you is surprising you this year? Which team, I mean, is, is surprising you in terms of, uh, of where the standings are right now in the season? Um, well, the Red Sox are a surprise. Nobody expected them to be um, this far ahead, but they are. They have like in in their past ten, they're the exact opposite of the Blue Jays. They're at two and eight, um, yes. so they might be coming back down to earth. Who knows? Um, um, so in the AL, yeah, the Red Sox are a surprise. Um, Detroit, who the Blue Jays are are playing uh, later this month, are a little bit of a surprise because they've actually been playing pretty well. Um, over 500 baseball since like June or something like that. So they're a bit of a surprise. Um, Seattle, I get is a bit of a surprise too. Okay. Um, okay. so, and then, and then, and then in the, in over in the, in the NL, the big surprise has been the, uh, San Francisco giants because, uh, people expected them to be a rebuilding team. They are, um, they, they're a very good pitching team, but a lot of their pitchers are on expiring contracts. So, um, who knows if they'll be able to get them re-signed uh, next year, and who knows what the team will look like next year. But um, I think they expected to not <laughs> be leading the West uh, Division against, like, you know, Giants, like the the Giants of the LA Dodgers. The, the they're they're the 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 Dodgers and the Yankees are are the biggest spending teams in in baseball and nobody expected nobody could could have saw that uh, that the Giants were going to lead the division. Okay, so so those are some of your your overachievers this year. What about yep. underachiever uh, underachievers at this point in the season? Um, well, staying staying in the West, the the uh, Diamondbacks uh, didn't really expect them to be this bad. They're they're really bad. They're uh, their winning percentage right now is they're at three thirteen. <laughs> so didn't expect them to be that bad. Um, underachieving teams. Um, yeah, uh, well, the Yankees—they're—they're—they they're, they're, they should be. Everybody expected them to be uh, leading the division uh, yep. in the AL, um, and and the and the Minnesota Twins—that's who the Jays got uh, their their uh, uh, pitcher from at the trade, the the starting pitcher from Jose Barrios at the trade deadline. Uh, yeah, everybody like some people. I think maybe even Steve picked Minnesota to to, to come out of the 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 uh, AL in the World Series, but. Uh, they were definitely expected to uh, be competed for, competing for the uh, central division. Yeah, yeah. And 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 where do you put the Jays? Are they an underachiever? Are they an overachiever? Or are they kind of where where you expected they'd be this season? Um, they're ex- where I expected them to be this season. Um, they have the highest run differential. Uh, well, the, no, they don't have the. They have one of the highest run differentials. It's just their pitching that has been kind of the weak point, and and everybody kind of knew that. Um, they had a good start with their bullpen, but you know, in, in after after basically May, uh, it's we we kind of saw what the bullpen was really uh, made up of. So, uh, but but people expected them to to have have to. Uh, shore up the pitching at some point okay okay well and it'll like i said it'll be an exciting uh, few weeks uh over the next three weeks four weeks or so uh with the jays this close and it makes it uh, makes it more exciting to watch a team right when they're when they're fighting for a spot when every game is uh really has a lot of meaning behind it that 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 is the most exciting time to watch a baseball team um i think that like another 
reason to watch a team though is or, or to be engaged in watching a team if they're not winning though is is knowing the direction that they're going in um okay what do you mean what do you well, mean by that well, for instance, two years ago, 2019, the Blue Jays were not a good team, but you could kind of see the pieces coming together. Um, and so they were, it was still exciting to watch the team grow. Uh, for instance, though, um, here's a, the Colorado Rockies would be the exact opposite, opposite of that. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're fans. They're, they're not having a good year. Um, they, their GM was either fired or resigned. Uh, like less than halfway through the season and they have still have an interim GM and they made basically zero trades at the trading deadline when one of their players mm-hmm. is, is, is Trevor story was expected to be traded and was in, and stated publicly that he was disappointed that he didn't get traded. And you just don't know what they're trying to do as a team because they didn't make any moves. Um, they, their signings have been terrible historically over the past five years or so. They traded away another star player a couple of years or a season ago, Nolan Arenado to the, to the, uh, to the, uh, Cardinals. So, so you just don't know what they're trying to build because their track record is that they can't build a team. So, um, not knowing the direction a team is going, uh, what, whether it's up or down, uh, if it, and if it's down, especially, that's not a fun thing to do. But uh, it's, it, I, I prefer to know kind of what expectations there are of the team, whether yeah, they, yeah. you know, like to that that will that would help me be engaged if 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 for some reason the Blue Jays weren't winning. So, so, so the Blue Jays are winning. Their offense is really firing. They're an exciting team to watch. They've got some great personalities. They're in a, a race for the wild card right now. And on top of that, you can see their their path or their their longer term vision for what that team might be developing into, even for future seasons. Yeah, all the all, all the all the pieces are sort of start, starting to fall into place, and and it's and, and that's that's part of the fun too when you can see the pieces falling into place. Okay. Okay. Um, now I know uh, the other thing coming up this week in baseball is the uh, the Field of Dreams game, the Yankees and the White Sox playing in Iowa. Yes. Um, yeah, this is um, with a corn maze in the outfield, which is kind of <laughs> a target, I guess, for the hitters. And... If 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 a player hits the home run into the corn, corn maze, do that? Do the does the fielder have to like navigate it and find the ball and before the the player <laughs> g- returns home? I don't know. Maybe that maybe the whole outfield should have been a corn corn maze. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that would do. To the, I don't know what that would do to the stats or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know you are a big fan of music, Matt. And uh, there is a, a relatively new song out by Canadian musician Donovan Woods and Effie O'Donovan called Iowa. Now, this is not the kind of song that you would play at a ballpark. It's not a baseball song or a sports song, but it's a song called Iowa, and I'll, I'll recommend that to you as one to yeah. one to I'll, check out. I'll check it out for sure. I, I, I didn't. I was not aware of that of that song. It's it's a very mellow, you know, very very lower key song. So it's not like a podcast theme song or anything like that. But Iowa by Donovan Woods and Effie O'Donovan. I would recommend. Should that they call themselves Effie O'Donovan Woods? <laughs> Donovan and O'Donovan. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, kind of a funny combo there. Uh, what do you think of your, their uniforms? I know you always like to talk about uniforms. Yeah. The special Field of Dreams uniforms. I am not a fan of the of the the hat that uh, the White Sox are sporting. There's no logo on the hat. I'm a little iffy on the pins, just having the pinstripes, but like I, I would like to see like a, a logo on the hat. I don't know. That's, that's just me. Kind of the blank hat seems a little generic to me. 
I kind of like the oversized Yankees logo on their on their hats. Um, okay. And otherwise, the uniforms are okay. Uh, I don't think the Yankees really changed their uniform at all. Um, I like the throwback. I like that 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 old school socks logo that they have, kind of with the S and the O and the X and yeah. the, inside yeah. of the S. Um, yeah, I like it. If, if the Blue Jays were to play a Field of Dream games, where would they play that game? And you can't say Buffalo. Yeah. Um, I. That's a good question. I don't know really where um, baseball kind of the heart of baseball would be for canada so i would probably put them put it put the game near the canadian hall of fame i think it's in saint is it saint mary's uh i i I put them uh i do it near the canadian hall of fame um but if you wanted if you wanted to have like a corn themed game i would maybe put that in saskatchewan yeah yeah i guess so and the whole point of this right is is uh I guess, uh, well, I guess there's the whole point of this to get the Major League Baseball into other parts of, of the world or, or the country, or is this more of a just a ratings play because it's going to be a, a you know a good visual for TV? This is a ratings play because I don't think that there there's going to be uh, I, I'm sure there will be some fans at the game, but I don't think that uh, infrastructure wise for the for for the the field there's going to be a ton of of, of uh, people at the game specifically, so I think this would be a ratings uh, uh, grab. Well, I guess there's no shortage of baseball fans in Iowa, especially in this specific <laughs> location, the Field of Dreams. That's already a tourist draw for, for exactly. baseball fans, yeah. even I yeah. bet, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, of course, I'd love to love to see the uh, Blue Jays play an exhibition game here in Ottawa at the uh the ottawa stadium someday that would be nice to see hey did you know that do you, are you aware of of, of ottawa's baseball triple a baseball history uh, that they uh had? i know a little bit about it but i'm sure you know more than i do well i don't know a ton about it just what wikipedia t- has told me but uh they were in the early 50s they were affiliates uh first of the giants and then of the uh, athletics organizations went back when yeah. they were in philadelphia and they used to play at Landstone Park, which is yes. now the uh, football field. But uh, they used to yeah. they used to do baseball games there as well. But I think I read somewhere I forget what year it was, but one of the years they attracted over a hundred thousand people in attendance. So and and like compare that to what they're getting now. That's that's pretty pretty good, I would say. Wow! Wow! Yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Hundred thousand people decades ago in Ottawa for a sporting event is uh, is kind of unprecedented. That's amazing. Baseball baseball was a big sport back then too though, I would I would say. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I, I, it's just some of the things that I've been that 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 creep up in my in my uh, in my internet uh, searching, but uh, yeah, it, w- it would have been interesting to see to to if there if there were come like footage or but yeah, just interesting that we had we do have Deeper roots than just say the expos uh, and, and Ottawa links uh, here here in town. Oh yeah, no, I've seen some photos. Um, there's a great book um, by uh, actually an old friend of mine, uh, Jim McCauley. He's a sports historian here in Ottawa, and uh, there's um, there is a, a, a chapter or a section about baseball in Ottawa, and there's some photos from some of the old uh, old baseball teams back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll dig it out of my basement for you someday. Okay, and, uh, okay. lend it to you to check out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention um, that I that uh, this was 
kind of this is more old news, but um, George Springer uh, was awarded uh, Player of the Week on on Monday. He had a pretty good week, and he's actually the the player. Uh, I, I went to the games on, uh, to two games, and he he hit a couple of home runs in one of the games that in the Saturday game. So so I, I ended up buying his jersey while I was at the game. That's so right. I had a good choice. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, does he have a really good nickname? I mean, it's a it's a last name that's almost a nickname in itself. But uh, has anybody uh, given him a good nickname based on that uh, Springer as a last name? No, um, I don't know George the Animal Springer. Uh, I'm sure he's come up <laughs> Slinky or something like that. I don't know. Well, Dinger, like Dinger, Dinger is the obvious one. I'm sure he's heard that like a thousand times. Okay, <laughs> Dinger anyway. is a home run. Maybe a challenge for your uh, Twitter followers or something to okay, uh, come well, up well, with a nickname. Speaking of of nicknames, um, does this Blue Jays uh, offense deserve a nickname? Uh, and I, I I can't think of any good ones off the top of my head. Like there's there's a T-shirt that's out there um, based on the Sons of Anarchy show called the Sons of Legacy because mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. uh, applies to Vladdy and and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and and Bo Bichette, uh, because they're all and, and Biggio because they're all sons of of, of famous baseball players but yeah i feel like that only applies to like you know like barely half of the lineup so so what do you have any nicknames that you came up with in your in your in your preparations <laughs> well yeah i mean there's a bit of of sun worship going on there isn't there um i i was kind of sticking with that theme the the, the sons of legacy but the thinking generation j you know just okay. to, to, okay. yeah younger but also generation has that double meaning as well you know it's it's uh generation speaking to that father and, and son piece but also generation because you're generating offense okay well and you're, you're talking about worshiping the sun so maybe we can work work in uh the egyptian uh god ra into that so so we can just say ra 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 without the h ra ra, ra. there you go there you go um yeah, I don't know. I, I I couldn't really think of anything, but but Generation J is pretty good. Uh, well, thank you. I, you don't sound. I think <laughs> I need to go back and do. You don't sound convinced, though. I, I I don't think this is a home run of nicknames yet. Well, it, I think that it because like um, you had previous teams like the Yankees, uh, 1927 Yankees, the Murderers Row, and of more recently um, the the Minnesota Twins, the Bomba Squad. So yeah. like because and that's in reference to, to kind of like just how uh, you know powerful they're like they're, they're like basically like really like good home run hitting teams. So like and and that's 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 basically. Uh, Toronto's cl- like offense claim to fame is they hit a lot of home runs. So I I don't know. Um, uh, and and again, Generation J. Now that I'm thinking about it, only applies to that select f- amount of players that we were talking about. Well, or if or if you link it to what we were talking about earlier in the podcast, which was about just uh, um, you know the the evolution or the the this up and coming team. They're a team that's that's gonna that's young, that's growing together. So yeah, you know that could have yeah you could you there. could. Apply it to all of them. So okay, let, yeah, let's let let's 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 see if we can we can hashtag this Generation J. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The Gen Jers, we can call them. All right. That all right. rolls off the I'll tongue, right? Yeah, I'll leave that to you to uh, to throw it out there. Yeah, I'm just gonna note this in here, Gen Generation J. Maybe that's the episode of the podcast today. <laughs> are you are you actually tweeting live while we record this? No, I'm just adding to my to my uh, on my notes page. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were I thought you were live tweeting the podcast. No, I can't live tweet the podcast because I will not be able to concentrate. Okay. Um here's here's a here's a philosophical question for you. Um if the game uh, when do you wear your rally caps? Do you wear it when the game is tied or if you're losing the game? Uh well, you know, I go back um I used to um I used to work uh, for the Ottawa Senators and um I used to do game entertainment there. So, you know, music and videos and promotions and everything going on. So um, I'm thinking back to that, that time. And in, in hockey, it's definitely a rally cap when you, you need to come from behind um, in, in the hockey tradition. And I also remember, was it um, which team had the rally monkey in the early that 2000s? That was the, um, I think the Angels had it. And maybe maybe as, yes. a, as an extension, the, 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 the Ducks did as well. You're right. No, it was the Angels. And, and they would use the rally monkey when they needed to come from behind. Uh, they would put a, a video of a, a macaque monkey jumping up and down onto their video scoreboard. And this was the the good luck charm that would uh, get the team the, the energy and the good karma that they needed to rally from behind. So I, I think the rally cap needs to needs to go on, uh, needs to come into effect um, when the team is behind. I, I I agree with that. The reason why I was asking that question is because um, the Jays were tied, and I saw some like I think some relief pitchers start to put on rally caps. I was like, you're supposed to do that when you're when you're when you're losing. So so, yeah. but you know, relief pitchers are are an odd breed. So, uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, okay, now we're gonna get a little bit more more serious here. Um, there's been um, a couple of uh, COVID outbreaks uh, amongst some direct division rivals. Um, the Yankees uh, and the Red Sox have had, had some COVID outbreaks. And in fact, this morning, I was just reading right before we, we uh, started recording, um, the, their, the Yankees' most recent acquisition, their first baseman, Anthony Rizzo, has COVID. Um, mm. And they have, a, they have a handful of players. Aaron Judge got COVID right after the All-Star break, which, you know, the, a lot of players did because they went away and traveled on the, uh, on the All-Star break. And that, the, you know, that was bound to happen uh garrett cole their best pitcher who they signed for 340 million dollars 10-year deal got um got covid another starting pitcher jordan montgomery their their starting catcher gary sanchez so like what when you get placed on the covid list you're out for a minimum of 10 10 games and that is a huge competitive disadvantage to uh when you're when you're in a playoff race yeah. Uh, now, now, do we know? Are they releasing whether or not the players who who have COVID um, have been vaccinated? Do, are we getting that level of detail from the teams? Um, I know that Anthony Rizzo is a is one of those kind of anti-vax uh, type players. Um, um, JD Martinez of the Red Sox um, is also not a vaxer. He got COVID while playing against the Blue Jays, actually. Um, and we actually saw uh, Lourdes Gurriel, who was playing first base, um, briefly put on a mask when the uh, Red Sox players were were getting to first base. Um, so okay. there, there, um, there are some. Uh, there have been like in, in the Yankees. Actually, they had some breakthrough. Uh, uh, cases where some of their coaches who were vaccinated earlier in the year did uh, did get uh, COVID, but I think that we're seeing most of the players. Like I can't say for sure, but I, but um, sadly, uh, I think it's kind of speaking maybe a little bit to their to the general politics of the players um, that uh, or 
they just don't want to get vaccinated maybe because they're young um uh but or maybe because they feel like if they've gotten the covid already they're 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 more they have more antibodies or whatever but a lot of players um well not a lot of players because there are some teams who are at an 85 percent threshold and i think even the yankees are uh but there are still uh, players who don't want to vaccinate and well it's it's this it's, it's in the in the playoff race race like this it's just not uh it's 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 it leaves your team uh, in a bad spot if you have to be without jd dave jd martinez and and anthony rizzo are two key uh players for the for the red sox and, and yankees i was just gonna say i wonder if uh, uh as you're getting closer to the playoffs and once you get into playoffs i wonder if that's a, a stronger motivator for some of these players uh you know regardless of whatever ideological reasons they have maybe the uh Maybe the desire to be a good teammate and to help your team to that win. I wonder if that is the encouragement that they need to uh, to get the vaccination because w- there's going to be more pressure from their teammates and I think from the the teams themselves to make sure they have a healthy lineup. I would hope so. I was I was telling Krista this morning. Um, the NFL, uh, their players on the whole have a ninety percent uh, vaccination uh, rate, and the reason one of the, one of the main reasons is just recently they they announced that. Um, uh, any uh, team that has um, a COVID outbreak uh, because of unvaccinated players, if they can't make up, uh, if they have to lose a game and they can't make up that game, it results in a forfeit. Um, so yep. that gives the... That's, uh, the, uh, that's the same as the uh, the Canadian Football League, the CFL, and there was uh, an issue with the Edmonton Elk this week, uh, some concern about whether they'd be able to to play the game, and and it's a pretty big penalty if you're not able to uh, to field your your team because of COVID. That loss is a pretty big L, especially in football when you don't have too many games to play. To yeah, and place. for and for the owners, that loss is also in the in the uh, in the wallet as well. Sure, sure. Maybe less of an incentive for baseball when you have so many games over the course of a season. But yep. for those individual players, yeah, if you're if you're in the stretch and your team is fighting for for that wild card or for playoff positioning, um, yeah, you've got to uh, you've got to think about your team and uh, think about the broader public as well. It's not just about baseball here; it's about public health in general. Exactly, and and I I I directly came in contact with two players on my on my trip you know like if i had covid and and passed it on to those players if they weren't vaccinated you know that that's that that's that can happen like i was like literally like in an elevator with two players yeah yeah so it's 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 important it's really important that everybody gets gets vaccinated okay and that's that's pretty much all the notes for the blue jays that i have here's oh we're talking still I have my Brewers check in. I don't re- didn't really put a lot of notes. They are also dealing with the COVID outbreak, but they're well in uh, in control of the uh, NL Central division. So there's not really much to say about that. Um, but yeah, again, another team dealing with COVID. Uh, they recently acquired um, a, a Blue Jay player, Rowdy Tellez, um, just a little bit before the trading deadline, and he's been playing really, really well for the Brewers lately. So it's it's it, he was he you know he didn't really live up to expectations with the Blue Jays, but it was nice. It's nice to see Rowdy Tellez making a difference uh, with his with the with the Brewers. Yeah, well, there you go, there you go. A potentially a, a happier ending as part of that uh, part of that trade. Yeah, um, and I think maybe his like his he's a left-handed batter, and I think uh, the the just the the. Milwaukee Stadium kind of uh, feeds more to his 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 strengths than than uh, it than Toronto did for sure. 
Um, so uh, looking ahead, uh, we talked about the Angels and Mariners uh, this week. Um, so this this definitely is a, is is uh, a, another week where the Jays can keep their hot streak going. Uh, but after this Boston series, like if you look at the entire month of August. Only the uh, White Sox uh, are the real kind of tough opponents for the Jays. Like they're playing. I'm just, let's, let, me, let me just look at the list here. Yeah. Who are they, yeah. Who are they playing? Uh, who are they playing this month? This month, the Blue Jays are playing the Angels, uh, Seattle. Uh, they've got a couple games uh, in Washington. Um, uh, so Washington's not playing very well at all. They they re- recently just basically sold off most of their players at the trade deadline. Uh, and then they've got De- Detroit uh, a couple times. Uh, the White Sox, like I said, is the tough division. And then they, they end the month against Baltimore, who are not a very good team. So this could be a month where the Blue Jays really kind of separate themselves uh, and, and and really solidify their their, their playoff positioning, uh, especially if teams like the Red Sox and and in Yankees lose ground um, by with, without their their key players. Yeah, so the fate uh, very much in the hands of the Blue Jays. That's uh, that's exactly where you want to be as a team. That's good. Yeah, um, and here's something that I didn't realize: the Olympics ended today. Yeah, it was uh, closing ceremonies this morning. That's right. Yeah, I turned on the TV and was like, oh, closing ceremonies. But uh, quick Olympics check-in. Um, the baseball ended uh, earlier this week. Uh, Dominican Republic beat South Korea in the bronze medal match. Um, and Japan beat uh, the United States 2-0 in the gold medal match. A good win for the home team, I guess you could say. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they... they well. With the um, with a lot of the teams um, that have like kind of North American based players, um, there it's either a young prospect or like a, a a veteran who's basically out of out of baseball. Whereas Japan, uh, the Japanese league, they uh, took a break for their league, and all their best players are are playing um, for Team Japan. So. Um, they, they. I think they were the favorites going into this because of that. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure if South Korea did the same thing. I think maybe they did. Um, but uh, Japan uh, definitely would have been the team to beat in this tournament. Well, you know, and and I guess if you think of fans in Japan, this is not the Olympics they were hoping for. No, and I was uh, I, not me neither because I was hoping to see the the, the fans in the stands uh, for these games because it's pretty exciting uh, baseball when when there's fans in the stands uh, for the Japanese games. It just for for the fans. I mean, if you think back to the Vancouver Olympics and the Canadian hockey team and the hockey finals and Sidney Crosby scoring the final goal, just for Canadian fans to watch that big win in a team sport near the end of the Olympics was so big for the country. And I'm sure it's a similar thing in Japan to watch their baseball team uh, win and win over the United States. Just a big lift for that country in a, a really unusual and difficult Olympics. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, and that's nice to see. It's, it, you want to see, you want to have a happy ending for sure. Um, so yeah, it's I, I, yeah, like I said, didn't realize the Olympics were over today. Like it seemed like at the same, they, they go on for so long, but they end so quickly. Yeah, that's always the way. That's always the way. And I know it's not baseball, but it's probably worth mentioning the big team win by the Canadians and women's soccer. Pretty impressive that was, win. There. That was a very uh, impressive match. And I, I was especially happy that they moved the start time to 8 a.m. so I could actually watch <laughs> the game. Um, right in in the middle of the shootout, Here, I don't know if there's going to be uh, too much information, but uh, Bo decided to, to have a poop in the middle of the shootout. So I was like kind of 
looking and watching this the shootout while changing his diaper so that added some extra intrigue for me (laughs) (laughs) okay an extra special shootout win for you yes okay uh yeah anyways uh but no that was that was a fun fun match to watch for sure um all right so um Uh, wait a sec matt would that be a a a rally poop (laughs) uh while they were tied Oh, they were oh no, no, okay, they, well. were, they were down. No, they were they were down in the shootout. So you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Um, okay, so let's move on to to, to podcast notes. Um, I've I've noticed actually that uh, you've been shut out of the the notes lately. You you were you were um, getting some uh, traction in, in mentions, but uh, we 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 have totally shut you out lately. Um, I know. I have been listening to the podcast. I just haven't had any notes to. Uh, to send your way over the past few weeks. Okay. So uh, now, now's your chance. You, now's your chance. Do you have any notes? Uh, no, I don't have any notes. I mean, uh, I don't think I'll listen back to this one, but you know, I'm, I'm never afraid to send you constructive criticism about, about your show as I yes. listen this week. Yeah. And we appreciate that constructive criticism. Uh-huh. You know what? You know what? Actually, it is nice. Um, I have a number of, uh, of friends and family who host podcasts or have been guests on podcasts recently. And it is super nice to hear familiar voices just chatting about things. So uh, I, I just appreciate you and Steve uh, doing this week to week. It's nice to hear you guys. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's great to be able to kind of uh, have regular visits with every with, with, with Steve and with everybody. So and it, 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 if it wasn't for this podcast, too, like I, I, I you know, like you gave me that uh, that 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 the book so i wouldn't be able to talk to like authors and um members of of like the ottawa titans and and we had like just a guy from from uh the canadian baseball hall of fame reach out just kind of randomly so it's just been a pretty cool adventure so far this week so uh well this, i've this got week. another i've got another book for you i found it i was looking for it for you for your birthday and i couldn't find it but i found it in a box the other day it's vec as in rack about that, the uh bill vec's uh, memoir that's so, on my my reading list for sure. Um, oh, here's okay. here's, here's a, an aside. Speaking of that, um, I was on the train uh, listening to, to some podcasts, and he uh, is the first, um, uh, I guess, baseball owner to employ um, a female uh, radio uh, or play-by-play uh, voice uh, back in the seventies. Um, That's right. Nineteen seventy. It was the Slate nineteen seventy-seven podcast, and. Um, he uh, there he employed I forget her name but he employed a a, a woman uh, to alongside Harry Carey for the White Sox games and it didn't it only lasted a season you know because you know sexism was was what it was back then but uh, yeah he and he was he's a, like one of those owners who was kind of ahead of the the curve as far as um, as far as doing things that uh, weren't uh, the norm. Well, yeah, we must have listened to the same podcast because I heard that episode as well the last (laughs) week. Um, But did you catch one thing in that? And he said one of the reasons he did that was recognizing that uh, the the percentage of women who were coming to the games. And he had this strategy selling tickets. He said, you know what, if I could get every man coming to the game to bring their to bring their wife or to bring, uh, you know, to bring their, their girlfriend, it was a way that he could sell tickets. And one of the simplest things he did was he uh improved the washrooms the men's and women's washrooms because he said you know what if we have washrooms that are cleaner uh it might be uh, a a more attractive place for women to come and watch uh, a baseball game so he was 
Also, I believe the first sports owner to put mirrors in washrooms for men and women. So that was one of its innovations to improve the fan experience. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that was that was a, like a very interesting uh, podcast to listen to. So Slate, nineteen seventy seven. Check it out. I forget what the exact episode title was. Um, spe- well, back to notes. Uh, Krista just had um, a note after listening to last week's podcast. Uh, Steve and I recorded that one from the train, so it was the audio wasn't the greatest. But she said that uh, uh, we listened to her note from the previous week, and the conversation flow was better. Um, uh, basically, long story short, we I think we we adhered to the segments a little less and let the conversation flow a little more. Excellent, excellent. Well, I hope we have good flow in this one as well. Yeah, I think I think we did a good job. Um, all right, now we're gonna get to my my personal my personal notes. Do you have Do you have any that you that you brought to the table, or you want me to just go ahead? Well, why don't you start? I did uh, I did prep for this segment of your podcast as a regular listener. I know it's uh, an important part of the podcast, so I'm ready to go. But why don't you start? Okay, well, my home run uh, is that the uh, Red Blacks and the CFL are back this weekend. Uh, watched a little bit of the game last night. Again, it was a 10 p.m. start because it was in Edmonton. Um, and, uh, yeah, I fell asleep at like 11. Um, but uh, And and turns out that they, that they won the game. Uh, but uh, it's nice to have the Red Blacks back after a full season season off. Uh, Krista and I used to be for one year, uh, right the year before Leo was born, we were, we were season tickets holders and those games are, uh, are exciting to even watch uh, on TV, but it's nice to have them back. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Wasn't sure if that season would even happen this year in the CFL. So uh, yeah, uh, it's good. Better late than ever. Well, uh, my uh, my home run. So I've been off on sort of a a staycation over the past week, and um, I picked up a a new used bike last week. So my goal this week was to get it on my bike, and I did get out every day and did uh, 120 kilometers despite uh, a few humid days. So I was happy about that. Getting out of my bike, meeting my goal, and uh, and uh, notching up the kilometers over the course of the week. Do you like use one of those apps to kind of map out your routes or do you just kind of go where your bike takes you? I do. I use Strava. Now I, I mix it up all the time, but I use uh, Strava as my app. And it's interesting because it tracks your best times and your comparison times. The bike that I bought is just like a little bit lighter and has 21 speeds instead of 15 speeds. And it was mm. fun this week and a real motivator because each ride I, I saw were I, I was able to uh, best my previous time, so that was nice. nice. Do you ever try to like write little like messages or do little drawings with your with your Strava roots? <laughs> no, somebody uh, somebody suggested that the other day. I've never done that. Have you done that? Uh, no, I, I, my, my, my running route, uh, kind of looks like a pretzel, but that's, that's, uh, that's, that's basically it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I haven't tried that. So maybe that'll be my next challenge. Okay. Um, so for my, my walk for the week, um, is, uh, I, I took a train ride and maybe it's just cause I, I mostly fly, but when I got on the train, I expected my ears to pop, uh, but they did not. Uh, so that, that that's my walk for the week. Okay. Okay. My walk is uh, a sidewalk. Um, the, they finally have installed a sidewalk in front of my house. And despite some early morning construction noise, um, it's a, a big step forward for our street here. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. Very nice. Um, okay. My, my strikeout, and this happens often, and I can never avoid it, but 
whenever I uh, make fried eggs, um, there's always a little tiny piece of eggshell that ends up in the pan, and I can never, like, I, I can never get it up. I t- but like by the time it, the, I see that eggshell, like the pan's too hot for me to get it out with my fingers. Uh, so my strikeout is that little tiny piece of eggshell that ends up uh, uh, sticking to the to the egg inside of the pan. Oh, now, do you know the trick though? Take it out with the remaining eggshell. That's the easiest way to get it out of the pan. Was the eggshell like magnetic for other eggshells? It it yeah, it's like it tracks it together. So if you ever drop one in, don't try a fork, don't try a spoon, don't try your fingers. Use the remaining eggshell itself as a scoop to pull it out. Oh, okay. See, I'm new at this egg thing. Like, I've only been been eating eggs for the past year and a half or so, and and yeah, it's, I I don't I don't know the tricks when it comes to eggs. <laughs> well, once you discover this, it's almost like you'll want to break eggs just to try it a couple times. That is an excellent piece of advice. Oh, oh, you had to go there. So my strikeout, this could end up being a bit of a long story, so so bear with me here. Uh, I have an um, unusual living situation, and my, my housemate, her young kids live with us part-time. And she's been in try, trying to instill in them more responsibility and also encourage them to get out and get some exercise. So earlier this week, she sent them to the No Frills grocery store to pick up some groceries for dinner. That's about a 15-minute bike ride away. And she sent them with her debit card. That might have been the first mistake. Uh, <laughs> but her instructions were, uh, go to the store. We're going to have nachos uh, or tacos for dinner. So get some ground beef, uh, taco shells, taco seasoning, and some nacho chips. And, and come on back. And you can get a little treat while you're there as well. So they went to the store. And about, about 40, 45 minutes later, they came back. And uh, her, her oldest daughter was carrying a bouquet of flowers for her mom. <laughs> very nice. Yes. And then pulled out of her backpack a bag of noodles and said, we couldn't find any of the things for tacos. So we got noodles instead and and put them (laughs) on the table. And then all three of her kids had very large backpacks. And they said, we're going to go unpack our groceries upstairs. and We'll we'll bring everything down. And so, you know, okay, what's going on here? So it turns out they weren't able to find what they needed for the tacos, uh, but they did bring back noodles and a bouquet of flowers and eight Mars bars and a package of popcorn, and two tubs of ice cream, and uh, tea, and some of the flavoring for water. And uh, and then we later found out they also brought back um, several bags of jujubes and spent $75 at the store, basically, on junk <laughs> food. Uh, and we had noodles for dinner instead of tacos. So that was Just a strikeout for the plain week. Plain noodles? Basically, yes. I would, maybe I would have put some of those jujubes and Mars bars on the noodles. It would be like kind of like the elf breakfast, you know? I guess so. I guess so. Could have gotten creative with that. Now, uh, the, the happier ending, though, is they went back to the store the next day with instructions to buy croutons for salad, and they came back with croutons for salad and nothing else. Okay. So they learned. Th- they're learning slowly, I guess. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's a good strikeout to end on. Um, I hope uh, next grocery sh- uh, trip uh, evolves a little a little bit better. Um, thanks thanks for joining us. Um, I guess uh, next week will be interesting because, uh, like I said, won't be watching a lot of baseball. So uh, who knows what uh, Steve and I will be talking about uh, <laughs> when it comes to to the action. So, uh, Glenn, thanks for thanks again for for coming. Thanks for inviting me. It was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, 
time to 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 get back to life. So uh, uh, this has been Jays from Home. Oh, and I forgot to say, follow us on Twitter at Jays from Home. Bye bye. Yeah.